This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning. It is 7.03. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Ted Woodward. Steve McIntosh has the day off. It is Friday, March 3rd. We'll be telling you about two men from Kansas arrested, and it has to do with Russia. On KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. With scattered showers ending this morning, we're going to have a gradual clearing sky and not as cool today. What does the rest of the weekend look like? Our full forecast is coming up. And currently in Wichita, it is 34 degrees, wind chill at 24 here on this Friday morning. Two owners of a Kansas trading company arrested for illegally exporting technology to Russia. Cyril Bayanovsky, a 59-year-old naturalized U.S. citizen living in Lawrence, and 55-year-old Douglas Robertson of Olathe have been arrested, according to the DOJ. Bayanovsky was the president of the company. Robertson was a commercial pilot that operated Canrus with Bayanovsky, according to the indictment. Over the last three years, the U.S. Department of Justice says the defendants tried to evade U.S. export laws by concealing and misstating the end users and destinations of their shipments. They're accused of transshipping items through third-party countries like Germany, the United Arab Emirates, Cyprus, and Armenia, and then re-exporting those products to their final destination. And that's Fox 4 Kansas City's Jonathan Ketz with that report. A Vietnam veteran is being awarded the Medal of Honor today at the White House. Retired Army Colonel Paris Davis will be given the Medal of Honor by President Joe Biden for conspicuous gallantry. Davis is being honored for his acts above and beyond the call of duty while serving as a Special Forces commander during combat operations in Vietnam in June of 1965. He rescued two of his fellow Americans who were hurt and trapped by enemy fire. While rescuing the first soldier, then Captain Davis was shot in the leg. He went back to rescue the second crawling 150 yards while being hit by enemy grenade fragments, then continued to engage the enemy while all members of his company were extracted. The Medal of Honor is the nation's highest award for military valor, dating back to 1863. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. A woman from Wichita sentenced to prison for bank fraud and tax fraud. 78-year-old Nancy Martin, sentenced by a judge to four years in prison, one count of bank fraud, another count of filing a false tax document last year. Prosecutors say she defrauded her employer, Mid-Kansas Wound Specialist and Emergency Services PA, between 2012 and 2017. Prosecutors say she embezzled more than $3 million by fraudulently obtaining money from her employer's banks and then falsifying accounting entries to disguise the embezzlement as payments or transferred funds. She allegedly used that stolen money on personal expenses, travel, and investments. And prosecutors say from 2013 to 2016, she worked to omit income income from tax returns filed to the Internal Revenue Service. Along with the prison sentence, she was ordered to pay more than $3 million in restitution to the victims and about $670,000 to the IRS. Spending a lot of time underwater, and hog farmers aren't very happy with this. And the KSN StormTrack 3 forecast live from meteorologist Ron L. Williams. That's all coming up next, KNSS News Time 706. 710 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. 
Hog farmers worrying about the prospect of new regulations from the feds. The environmental group Food and Water Watch suing the EPA, claiming that hog farmers now pollute the water. Fox Business asking Illinois hog farmer Brian Duncan, are you polluting the water? We are so regulated. We're not allowed to discharge. We are seen by uh, EPA, federal and state level, Natural Resources Conservation Service, a host of other agencies. So, no, we are not. We are treating uh, the nutrients that come from pork production like what they are, a valuable resource to be utilized in our crop production. Prior to that lawsuit, the EPA said it had no intention of changing the regulations, regulations that hog farmers say are already very strict. In Polo, Illinois, I'm Jeff Flock, Fox News. 7-11 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. We have a stalled-out vehicle this morning. It is eastbound on K96 at Rock Road. Watch for a slowdown there. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And let's get a look at the weather forecast. Let's check in live with the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast and meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Hello, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Ted. Happy Friday. Yay! <laughs> to you as well. Thank you. You know what? I, I think it was was it I think it was an episode of The Office when Dwight said that he was never happy about Fridays because that just meant that Monday is only two days away. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we we still gotta celebrate our wins where we got them. Exactly. And we made it through the end of the week. So that yeah, that's that's a W right there. And you know what? We we had some moisture late last night. Thankfully, you know, things have been okay when it comes to the potential for some slick spots that we were monitoring. And we still are. But a lot of the, the rain that moved through, uh, it's really wrapped up in Wichita. I went ahead and took out our chance for rain. We're still dealing with cloudy skies right now, but we'll turn partly cloudy as the day progresses. I expect to see a lot of sunshine by the time we get to the afternoon. And that's going to help our temperatures begin to bounce back and warm back up compared to that uh, cool, cloudy day that we had yesterday. So we'll see a high of 58 degrees. A northwest breeze going to be a bit gusty at times while getting up to 10 to 25 miles an hour. And then just seeing a mix of clouds and stars tonight. There is going to be some moisture nearby, maybe a rain-snow shower uh, to our north, but I do expect Wichita to uh, stay dry. Winds will be a bit lighter as well. Uh, starting off tomorrow, early tomorrow morning at 35 degrees, so just a few degrees above freezing, and then we'll continue to see that warming up into the lower 60s for a Saturday afternoon. Once we get into Sunday, seeing even more warmth, 73 for a high, we will have to deal with some wind. The breeze likely going to be a strong one to uh, wrap up the weekend. And then our next cool down going to begin to take place. We'll drop 10 degrees into Monday, high of 63 to start off the new week. Another 10 degrees we'll lose into Tuesday, only seeing a high of 53 on Tuesday, down to 50 degrees for a high Wednesday, and down into the middle 40s by Thursday, where we'll likely feel more of a chill in the air. Now, we're still keeping uh, the rest of that forecast pretty dry. It does look like there may be some rain and or snow nearby by the time we get close to the latter part of next week. So even though we are keeping... Uh, specifically Wednesday, Thursday, even Friday dry, I think that's going to be a time where we'll maybe have to keep an eye on things. For now, though, just uh, lay back, relax, and go ahead and enjoy this upcoming weekend. Right now, we're at 33 degrees with a cloudy sky, a northwest breeze at 15 miles an hour, bringing that wind chiller that feels like temperature down to 23. So it is a, a chilly start to the day, but we do uh, have some pleasant temps on the way. Yeah, once again, give me that high temperature on Sunday. 73. Oh, love it. 
And, of course, it's a great weekend. you got home openers for Shocker softball and Shocker baseball. Right. So I, I like that weather forecast for this weekend. Yeah, and uh, KSM, we actually uh, do those forecasts. So uh, we'll be uh, doing that here pretty soon, getting ready for that 3 o'clock game uh, later on this afternoon. Awesome. Sounds great. Hey, Ronnell, uh, we appreciate your information, your references to Dwight Schrute, and I hope you have a good weekend. <laughs> All right, you too. All right, that is the live KSN Storm Track 3 forecast from meteorologist Ron L. Williams giving us a heads up on what's going on weather-wise for the upcoming weekend. Looks like it's, looks like it's pretty good, for especially for early March. It is 714 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. The jury in the South Carolina murder trial of Alec Murdaugh found him guilty of murder, now sentencing. Alec Murdaugh returns to a courtroom today to listen to more witnesses and to hear how his murderous actions impacted others. Then Judge Clifton Newman will have the final say. He told the jury Thursday. We will reconvene for sentencing. Uh, you all have no role in that because that's solely up to the judge. Murdaugh faces 30 years to life on the murder convictions and five years on the deadly weapons possession counts. Gernal Scott, Fox News. One man in Florida, not thinking about the stars, but about the deep sea. The famous song from Disney's Little Mermaid. Under the sea. Under the sea. Applies to underwater we have a stalled out vehicle. We have a stalled out vehicle eastbound on K96, right around Rock Road. Watch for traffic to slow down there. As traffic volumes pick up. Traffic update from 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Located at Jules Undersea Lodge in Key Largo. The previous record for human subsea habitation at ambient pressure is 73 days. Set in 2014 at Jules by two Tennessee University educators. C.J. Papa, Fox News. It's 716 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS here on this Friday morning. And we're glad you're with us for action here on this day. It's 716 as we take a look at some of the th other things going on in the world right now. Uh, of course, it's a Friday in Lent. And if you're Catholic, oh, yeah. Keep, yeah. keep track of that. The Lenten fish fry, a popular tradition in many Catholic communities. You know, there, oh, are, yeah. a lot of, there are a lot of places that serve up fish on Fridays during Lent for that customer base. I know Freddy's is one of them. Yep, that's Freddy's true. puts that, those, those fish fillets on sale during Lent, and I usually partake at least once or twice every year doing <laughs> that. It might be today. Who knows? In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the towns around it, people looking for fish fries between Ash Wednesday and Easter have a pretty modern way to find their fish fix. It's an interactive map. All I right. love this. It's done by volunteer coders who want to foster community engagement. Points the way to fish fries at churches, in fire halls, and in restaurants. For western Pennsylvania, it represents a mashup of a tradition that many hold dear and technological innovation, helping push the region forward. As the founder of the interactive map says, fish fries are an adventure. Hmm. And, of course, there are some parishes around here that do fish fries as well during Lent. There's a Lent app, part basically. Of their, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oregon is now considering a bill that would give homeless and low-income residents 1000 bucks a month for the entire year. No restrictions. Critics say throwing cash at the problem is not the solution. Oregon is not the first state pushing handouts. If the bill does pass, it would become the first statewide basic universal income pilot program of its kind. Critics point out that handing out taxpayer money will only further fuel inflation. At a time when 
a lot of uh, a lot of legislatures are voting how to assess President Biden's executive orders to affect inflation, hoping that these orders are no longer issued. Meanwhile, the push to pay poorer residents comes as Oregon has been plagued by homelessness, especially in Portland, Oregon, where hundreds of tent camps just basically taking over parts of the city, forcing residents and businesses just to simply pack up and leave. Wow. It is a big problem in Portland, and we'll see how Oregon continues to handle that. It is 718 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Let's take a look at sports, see what's going on there. We start out with college men's basketball. Wichita State was on the road last night, road finale in the regular season, playing the number one team in the nation for the first time in 55 years in the regular season. The Shockers visiting number one ranked Houston. Shocks kept it close for a while, but they kind of got worn down by the Cougars, and that's pretty much what Houston does to people. Shocks were only down by two at halftime. They ended up losing by 17. 83-66 was the final score. Shocks gave up 50 points in the second half, got outscored 50-35 to after halftime. The Shockers shot 65% from the field. They only missed 13 shots the entire game. Wow. And they still lost by 17 points. Plagued by 20 turnovers and 9 missed free throws. And that's a lot of turnovers. Yeah. 10 each half, I think it was. Uh, this, you heard the game last night on 103.7 KEYN. After the game, the play-by-play voice of the Shockers, Mike Kennedy, spoke with Shocker head coach Isaac Brown. Certainly you did a lot of things well offensively. I mean, you came close to shooting a school record for field goal percentage. You were at 65% for the game against the best field goal percentage defense team in the country. Yeah, we moved the ball around extremely well. I thought we did a good job. We shot it good from the field, but we shot it bad from the free throw line. It's hard to beat the number one team in the country if you shoot below 50% from the free throw line. And uh, we just we, we didn't make free throws. Shockers take the loss, and just one more game in the regular season now for the Shockers. The regular season home finale is Sunday afternoon at Coke Arena, Wichita State hosting South Florida. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl will have coverage of Shocker basketball beginning at noon on Sunday. The game will tip off at 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon at Coke Arena. Listen to the Shockers live Sunday on 103.7 KEYN. We have hockey action here in town this weekend. Two home games for the Wichita Thunder hosting the Utah Grizzlies. 7 o'clock tonight and 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon at Intrust Bank Arena. By the way, tonight's game, you can get free vouchers at Quick Trip locations. And tonight is Star Wars night at Intrust Bank Arena for the Wichita Thunder. Special Star Wars jerseys will be worn. College softball this weekend is the home opener for Wichita State, and the Shocker softball team is ranked number 23 in the nation. That'll action at Wilkins Stadium. Two games today, beginning at 2.15. Opponents are Western Illinois and Bradley. Same two opponents tomorrow, beginning at 1.15. And it is worth your while to go see the leading hitter in the nation who plays for the Shockers. Lead-off hitter, shortstop, senior, Sydney McKinney, leads the nation with a 7.08 batting average, and she's working on a 33-game hitting streak right now, which is number six all-time in NCAA softball history. So go out and see Sydney McKinney and the Shockers open up their home portion of their schedule today and tomorrow. Right across the street at X Stadium, the Wichita State baseball team opens up the home portion of its schedule at X Stadium. The Shockers Hosting a three-game series against Oakland, 3 o'clock this afternoon, 1 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock Sunday. Today's game and Sunday's games are over on KFH. Tomorrow afternoon's game is right here with Mike Kennedy on the call on KNSS.
And college men's basketball tomorrow, wrapping up the regular season. 11th-ranked Kansas State is on the road at West Virginia. That'll tip off at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. K-State is on a four-game winning streak right now. Third-ranked Kansas visiting 7th-ranked Texas tomorrow afternoon. KU is on a seven-game winning streak. That'll be the last game of the regular season there as well. And live coverage of the Jayhawks begins at 1.30 tomorrow afternoon, and that is on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. KU has already clinched the conference championship. And high school basketball all over the state. Sub-state semifinals and finals action going on heading into the weekend to see who will go to the state tournaments. In Class 5, I'm, I'm sorry, in Class 2A boys action last night, taking place in Belle Plaine, the host team, Belle Plaine, with a big upset. They beat number one seed Sedan, 52-48. Belle Plaine advances into the sub-state finals. In the other half of the bracket, Wichita Independent beat Garden Plain 57-40. Wichita Independent now with a record of 20-2 and on the season. And those two winners meet tomorrow, 5.30 p.m., Wichita Independent at Belle Plain. Winner will go to the state tournament for Class 2A boys action. That is sports with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. It is 7.23 with Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. We have a traffic and weather update on the way. And... Researchers are working on an injection for people with peanut allergies. That's coming up next on KNSS. Good morning. It is 7.31. You are listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is Friday, March 3rd. Currently in Wichita, we have a cloudy sky, 33 degrees here on this Friday morning. The Kansas House of Representatives yesterday voting to raise the minimum age to purchase tobacco products from 18 up to 21. That bill now moves on to the state Senate. If approved, it would bring Kansas into compliance with federal law. Supporters of the bill warned the state could lose about uh, several million dollars in federal funding if the age is not raised. Could raise about a million dollars. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is traveling around the nation again, promoting a book. But uh, it's fueling speculation he's planning a run for the White House. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida is promoting his new book titled The Courage to Be Free, in which he proposes how conservatives should govern, citing his successes in Florida. He appeared on the Fox News Channel. Why is it that Florida can do it right, and we have other good Republican states that can do it right, But yet the Biden model is failing our country. It's failing states like Illinois. The governor is also traveling outside Florida. He heads to Republican fundraisers in Dallas and Houston, leading many to think he will soon announce a bid for the presidency. In Broward County, Florida, Eben Brown, Fox News. New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara, who played at Hutchinson Community College, along with three other men, pleaded not guilty in Nevada to charges that they beat a man unconscious at a nightclub on the Las Vegas Strip before the NFL's Pro Bowl last year. Kamara appeared alongside former Kansas City Chiefs defensive back Chris Lamons and a couple of other co-defendants in state court in Nevada. They could face trial at the end of July. The four are each charged with a felony and a misdemeanor for allegedly punching, kicking, and stomping a man from Houston during an altercation outside an elevator in Vegas. Kansas lawmakers are looking to make changes to alcohol laws in the state. One of several new bills would allow more bars to open on Sundays. 
Senator Adam Thomas is a Republican from Olathe. He points out that retailers can sell alcohol on Sundays if food makes up 30% of their sales. If you're an establishment and you sell cereal malt beverages and your gross receipts are less than 30% when it comes to food, you can't do that. So this bill simply makes that change to allow more revenue to be brought in, more local businesses to make money, and potentially more revenue for the state. Another bill would create common consumption areas in local communities across the state. Both bills did pass in the House of Representatives and now move on to the state Senate. And for the second day in a row, senators sat inside a committee room inside the Kansas State House for an informational hearing on marijuana legalization. And again, the comments were pretty much negative. Yesterday's session included testimony from both people in the medical field and state law enforcement agencies. They were all raising some sort of concern with any potential bill to legalize medical marijuana in Kansas. A fundraiser says more than 11,000 Israelis have now donated to help Palestinians whose village was torched by Jewish settlers. In revenge for the murders of two Jewish brothers in the occupied West Bank, scores of settlers went on the rampage, setting dozens of cars and homes on fire. The Jewish people, the majority of them, are moderate. They don't want racism, they don't want nationalism, they don't want hatred. Israeli activist Yaya Fink has raised over $400,000, almost all, he says, from Israeli Jews. It's to be given to families and businesses in the village of Hawara. But there has been a backlash, Fink getting abuse and death threats from people saying he's a traitor. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. It was a close call. The National Transportation Safety Board says an air traffic controller did give clearance for a Southwest passenger jet and a FedEx cargo plane to use the same runway in Austin, Texas last month. NTSB Chair Jennifer Homendy says they believe the planes were within 100 feet of each other. An investigation is also underway into a close call at Boston Logan Airport on Monday when a Learjet pilot reportedly ignored air traffic control instructions and began to take off, coming nearly 500 feet from a JetBlue flight preparing to land. And that's Fox's Trace Gallagher with that report. A baby seal got a little lost trying to find her way to the beach on the Jersey Shore. A baby seal who lost her way was rescued and returned to the wild after she was spotted trying to cross a busy highway at the Jersey Shore. The gray seal pup was spotted by police trying to cross Route 35. They stopped traffic and the pup crossed into a resident's backyard. Cops kept an eye on her until help from the state's Marine Mammal Stranding Center arrived. MMSC took the little lady to rest at its brigantine facility after her little adventure. Reps say she's in perfectly good health and after a sleepover was released back into the wild. They say it's not unusual for a baby seal to get a little lost. Gianna Delosi, Fox News. 737 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Let's take a look at our weather forecast heading into the first weekend of the month here with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Showers will quickly come to an end this morning and with a gradual clearing sky today, it's going to be breezy with a high 59 later on this afternoon, clouding up overnight to low 35, then sunny and dry on Saturday with a high near 60. will be windy and much warmer on Sunday with a high 75. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Currently in Wichita, we have a cloudy sky, a breeze out of the northwest. It is 33 degrees, and we are on our way to a high today of 59 here on this Friday, the 3rd of March. 737 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Let's take a look at that 
at that uh, weather radar, and things are really moving on out of here. Of course, overnight, I'm sure you might have heard the raindrops. Got Wichita got a nice little dose of rain. Is that that rain that came through the area here? It's been moving off to our south and our east, and it's kind of diminishing quite a bit. Uh, it's all out of Sumner County now to the south of us. It's moving on out of Cowley County to the southeast of us. It's gone past Winfield now, and over in, to the east of us in Butler County, it's all kind of moving on out east of there as well. So all that rain is getting on out of here, and after that, as you heard, it's going to clear off a little bit. We're going to have a breezy day and high in the upper 50s. So Should be nice. Yep, yep. And got a little rain overnight, and now we're moving on into a warmer weekend. How about that? 59 today, pretty much the same tomorrow, and then 75, 75 on Sunday. On Sunday. Wow. But that. It's 738 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Well, it turns out comfort foods could be making you feel bad. Oh, really? A new study published in the Journal of Affective Disorders found that rates of depression are 80% higher in people whose diets include large amounts of ultra-processed foods. A study coming out of Brazil defining ultra-processed foods as those that feature, quote, five or more components for the exclusive use of the food industry. Such as emulsifiers and flavor simulators and all that. That's everything we eat these days. That includes most types of chocolate, chips, ice cream, cake, pre-made meals, soda pop. So, yeah. Yeah. Everything. You said everything we eat. Everything we eat these Uh days, yeah. Uh, So that's part of what that study is going on. Apparently, if you're eating this type of stuff, it could just make you feel bad. (laughs) But, you know, that's what we do. Sugary snacks, caffeinated drinks, temporary boost, but then it's short-lived. And on the other side of that coin, it can disrupt your sleep and kind of have a knock-on effect on your mental well-being. Mm. So I'm not sure that news will cause anyone to change their habits, but there it is is anyway. Yeah. Uh, You know, that that bag of peanut butter M&Ms isn't going to eat itself. (laughs) I've got to get in there and get it done. Who is the richest? Who is the richest movie star in the world? Richest movie star. The answer is a guy that was in a popular movie last year, Tom Cruise. Okay, yeah. Of course, the the movie Top Gun Maverick made a ton of mo- ton of money. Ton yeah, ton of money. Apparently, uh, Tom Cruise sits at the very top of the list, highest paid actors in the world. Tom Cruise reportedly had income of one hundred million dollars last year. Wow. Yeah, that's for a, basically doing one movie. Basically, yeah. he's not doing... It's not like he made five or six movies last year. He's yeah. just one. Well, he, he, he got probably, paid rather handsomely. He probably worked really hard on it. So. I, well, sure. yeah. That's a lot of money for one it person. It really is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is 741 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Be sure to stay with us here. We have a Wichita Business Journal business update coming up. We'll be telling you about... Uh, the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast coming up from the Business Journal this week. And we'll be taking a look at a local company that's making a lot of big news. KNSS News Time is 741. Seven forty-six with Stephen Ted in the morning on ninety-eight-seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. Coming up, a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal, and we'll be taking a look at someone who 
a father and daughter in the work environment in the Wichita area and how that relates to WSU Tech. The story is coming up shortly. Now, Steve and Ted, it is time for three big things. A standoff with law enforcement lasted most of the afternoon yesterday in the Delano neighborhood near First and Seneca. The SWAT team was called in. Tear gas was used. That suspect was taken into custody. The body of a 40-year-old woman was found this week in southeast Wichita. That was near Lincoln and the Kansas Turnpike. One. College men's basketball, Wichita State, loses at number one Houston, 83-66. The Shockers played their regular season home finale Sunday afternoon at Coke Arena. Three big things with Stephen Ted, 98-7 and 1330 KNSS. Traffic this morning, we've got a stalled-out vehicle. It is southbound on I-135. It's pretty close to the ramp to 53rd Street North. Watch for a slowdown in that area. And, of course, uh, the North Junction area, well, the construction that was planned for today, they're actually uh, not going to be doing the closure that was planned today. However, tomorrow, northbound I-135 will be closed, and all northbound traffic will exit to K-254. It's going to be going on tomorrow, so uh, there's something to watch out for tomorrow. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And a look at our weather forecast here heading into the weekend, first weekend of the month. we got those showers moving on out after coming through here overnight. And after that, it'll be a breezy day, clearing off high 59. It'll be clouding up again tonight, though, overnight low down to 35. Then look at that weekend. Tomorrow, it'll be a sunny day on Saturday with a high 60. And then on Sunday, it'll be windy, but a high of 75 on Sunday. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the northwest. We're under a cloudy sky. It is 33 degrees, and we're on our way to a high today of 59. Of course, KNSS weather is brought to you by the Monarch. Open at 11 a.m. for lunch, Monday through Sunday. You can call to reserve a table on the patio for lunch or dinner at the Monarch. 579 West Douglas in Delano. Great place to hang out. The Monarch. It is 748 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. And on a Friday morning, should be good to check in with the host of the John Whitmer Show, getting ready for his show on Sunday night from 7 to 9 right here on KNSS. Let's welcome in John Whitmer. Hello, John. Good morning, Ted. Not uh, not having to carry Steve McIntosh this Friday, I see. Yeah, my my burden is light. <laughs> well, you know, and and the performance is 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 <laughs> on par. I, you you've stepped it up, uh, but it, that's what happens when you're not having to carry him. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a, it's a whole different dynamic here this morning. Hey, <laughs> yeah. of course you have to uh, you have to carry the burden on your show every Sunday night, but that's no problem because you always have great topics and great guests. Well, we do what we can, and we've got another one coming up Sunday. I don't know if you remember Utah Congresswoman uh, Mia Love. She gave the uh, response at the last Mm -hmm. Republican National Convention. She gave gave a great uh, speech, and I'm looking forward to talking with her on Sunday. She uh, was a was a, a fiery congresswoman from Utah. There's a lot of rumors that she is going to actually run if Mitt Romney runs for re-election. There's a lot of people that think that she will challenge him. Mm. Uh, a lot of people that think that he won't run because she's likely to challenge him. Um, but she's got a very interesting story to tell. 
And so we've got her on the show Sunday, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking with her and getting her perspective on politics and, and women and empowering women is particularly – I mean, keep in mind, she was the first African-American Republican ever to serve in the United States Congress. So I'm really looking forward to talking with her. Yeah, that'll be really good. And Mitt, Mitt Romney's 75 years old. He's not getting any younger. No, and he's – not making a lot of friends within the Republican caucus, and, and I think even back home in Utah. So I, I would be surprised if he runs for re-election. But, you know, we'll see. That's Utah's problem. Uh, that's, you know, they can deal with that. And, um, you know, it, we're going to talk that on Sunday. We'll obviously get our legislative updates from mm-hmm. Topeka, talk about what's been going on there. And, and I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, there's a lot going on here in Wichita. We've mm-hmm. got the mayoral election coming up this fall. And, uh, obviously, with Lily Wu possibly, most likely throwing her hat in the ring, there are a few other candidates that are likely, including on the Democrat side. It looks like there is entirely likely that Brandon Whipple will have a challenge from his own party. Our former Lieutenant Governor Lynn Rogers is apparently thinking of challenging Brandon Whipple. for. So Mayor Farquaad may very well get a an opponent. So this could be a very entertaining uh, mayor's race coming up at the end of the year. So it could be very entertaining as well. Yep. Great discussion topics coming up on Sunday on the John Whitmer show, seven o'clock Sunday nights right here on KNSS. And boy, you, I'm looking forward to that. You got good stuff coming up on Sunday. Thank you, brother. We're looking forward to it. And we'll be taking folks calls as well and uh, keep up the good work this morning. Excellent. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. That is John Whitmer. He's the host of the John Whitmer Show, 7 o'clock every Sunday evening right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good to check in with the host of the John Whitmer Show every Friday morning right here with Stephen Ted. 7.52 here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Now it's time for a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. Kirk Seminoff from the Wichita Business Journal made the comment to Brett Robinson in this week's Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast that that Robinson's Integra Technologies $1.8 billion project, which is bringing incentives from all sorts of levels of government together, a lot of capital raising. Kirk said it was like a 500-piece jigsaw puzzle that had to come together just perfectly. Well, maybe not 500 pieces, but Robinson said, yeah, that might not be a bad description. The president and CEO of Integra, Robinson, said it was indeed very intricate, also like a roller coaster ride when your seatbelt isn't quite as tight as it needs to be. Robinson details all of this in episode 299 of how Integra, a 40-year-old company, has grown in Wichita and has now been waiting on the convergence of basically the right time, the right place, right incentives, and right where they are right now, steps away from beginning a semiconductor facility in Bel Air. Once again, that's the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast put out this week by the Wichita Business Journal. Growing up, Amy Nickel knew she wanted to work with her hands. Her dad was a welder, and she combined that with her own artistic senses to draw her towards welding. Not a field where women are typically steering towards, but she was undaunted. She dared to be different. She went on to build a career in the industry. Today has her helping guide students, including other young women, as a welding instructor at WSU Tech. She's now in her third year, Nichols says, when she originally joined the WSU Tech faculty in an adjunct role. There were no other women in the program. Today, there are six. So she likes that trend. And that uh, growth coincides with growing labor demand across virtually all industries, with none looking harder for qualified workers than manufacturing and construction. And helping women break into fields like that has long been a focus at WSU Tech. And that is 
Local business news from the Wichita Business Journal, and we have more local business news from the Business Journal coming up exactly one hour from now at 8.50. So make sure you are here for that. 7.54 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS, and we have a big 8 o'clock hour on the way. We will be speaking live with Fox News Radio's Michelle Polino from Los Angeles, and she'll be tell- telling us about Will Smith making his first award show appearance since the, the Oscar slap last year. So we'll check in with Michelle Polino. That'll be fun in the 8 o'clock hour. That'll be about 8.10, about 15 minutes from now. And, of course, we'll have entertainment news in the blur towards the bottom of the hour, 8.35. Yep, putting together the blur right now. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. I've got uh, now some more Oscars talk and uh, uh, what new movies are coming out this week. Really one big new movie coming out this week. Sounds good. Looking forward to that. That'll be entertainment news in the blur at 8.35 this morning. Big 8 o'clock hours on the way here on this Friday morning with Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.